1: everybody. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm so excited today because this is one of my favorite topics, and I know you guys like it too. We're going to talk about prosperity today. We're going to talk about prosperity meditations, and there's a great book out there by Susan Shemsky, and she has not paid anything to appear on the show. This was given to me by a woman I really respect. And uh, she sends me lots of great books to read. And the foreword of this book was written by Joe Vitale. And we know we love his stuff, too. So this is a really good book, you guys. It's small. It fits in your purse. It's small but mighty. And it's very, very well organized. And when we talk about prosperity meditations, we really want some how-to, some tangible information that we can start using right away And this book delivers. So prosperity meditation, Susan Shumsky, check it out, go on Amazon, wherever books are sold, you can find a copy and you can follow along today with Susan and I as we talk about prosperity meditations. Welcome to the show.
2: Oh, I'm so happy to be here with you today, Sandra. Thank you for inviting me. You are so welcome.
1: You know, I I was telling you before we started the show that you were my bathtub reading and I have to tell you, I started it and I couldn't put it down. (laughs) It was one of those books. I will tell you, it's really well organized. It's well written. It's pretty. It's clean. Um, A lot of books that are out there today, even if they're putting with publishing houses, There's typos, there's errors. I couldn't find a typo. I couldn't find an error. So that was really important to me. Um, But I also really liked that you could rip through this book in about an hour and a half. And then I sat down after the next morning, and I read it in depth and slowed down because a lot of times I want to see what the book is about before I do your program, before I do your exercises, all these things. So I do a quick read through and I loved the thinking exercises. And I've been actually working through your book now in a way that was different because it's really not a book meant to read cover to cover. It's not a
2: book. It's not a romance novel. That's right. Yeah, you you would. Uh, what you would do is there is actually in the, the back of the book, um, there's an appendix yep. called choose your meditation. So it has all of the meditations, affirmations, exercises, prayers, mantras, everything is listed in the back. So you can just go to the thing you want to work on. For example, if you want to work on relationships, you'd go to the back and you see in the appendix chapter 16 prosperous relationships and included in that is cutting binding ties and forgiveness healing chant and freedom from attachment and breaking ancestral patterns and family harmony and plentiful loving relationships so that's in the prosperous relationships department and you know this is not just about money this is about everyday practices to create an abundant life on every level, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and in every area of life, like um, awareness, empowerment, happiness, pathway and purpose, manifestation, career, home and automobile, lifestyle, bank account, physical health, mental health, spiritual health, self-love, life partner. Uh, Relationships, world, and peace on earth. I mean, it really runs the gamut through all different areas of abundance that we want to create in our life. I don't know. I mean, I've written 20 books and I have 36 uh, foreign editions, but I have to say, I think this book is fantastic. I love this book. (laughs) Well,
1: and this, the one thing that I love about this, and, you know, I mentioned the bathroom, you know, the, this is like the ultimate spiritual bathroom book. Because the other thing that I thought about, you know, I'm in my office today because we're interviewing, but I was thinking, you know, I have certain places in my home where I keep certain books because I tend to want to read obviously cookbooks in the kitchen. I want to read, you know, my my fiction books, you know, in my living room. So I have, you know, my books there, you know, and it's interesting. And I thought, where would this go in my house? you know where it would go it would go in my bathroom with my devotionals with my oracles with my when i just want a 2 to 10 minute exposure to something and the interesting right. thing about your book is it does work very good as an oracle where i'm like you can open up and hit a page and read because you don't have to this isn't a you know a calculus book that you know builds on theory you can p- you can pick up and drop off at different points in the book. So I thought, wow, this is really good. This is like my, my, um, I've got some devotionals in there that aren't dated, you know, you just pick up and you read for the day. And I like to open them and, and read them. And this is, this has that same feel. So I can open the book and see what comes up. But I also, if I'm going to be in the bathroom for a few minutes, I might look and go, you know what, maybe I need a bump on my prosperous happiness, or maybe I need a bump for healing or restoring my good. And you can do that with this book. And I know it sounds funny to be a bathroom reader. But this is like, to me, a spiritual bathroom <laughs> reader, they should be in every bathroom
2: for anybody who's on a spiritual growth. <laughs> That's great. And I love the idea that you can use this as an Oracle, just open up the book to any page. And it will be pertinent to whatever it is that you're thinking about at the time. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely. And the, and the the size, you know, it's a, what is it a four by six, or it's a small book, like it's it's yeah. small and mighty, but I like that it's not some big heavy thing I have to carry around and I can right. move it from room to room. And like I said, it's the best spiritual bathroom reader you can buy today. <laughs> Great. So, tell me a little bit about you know tell me a little bit about you on and your journey and how you came to write you know so many books on on so many different interesting topics i mean you you've won awards you've got fourteen different books, and you know I have your big book of chakras that's the that's the first book of yours that I bought,
2: oh. That's great. Yeah, Yeah. that book was, wow, it took me a long time to write that book. That was a very complicated book. uh, Because what I did, when my publisher asked me to write a book about the chakras, I went back to the ancient scriptures of India to find the most authentic information that I could find about the topic. Susan, I'm just going to stop you for a minute because now is a really good time to thank
1: our sponsor. And I want to share with you my mystical, magical, super fun way to just bust out boredom, to put myself on top of my to-do list and just really take breaks that I enjoy. And one of the things that I do is I play Best Fiends. And Best Fiends is a free-to-download mobile puzzle game with thousands of exciting levels. You've got new adventures You got challenges every time you play. You get to collect unique friends. Today I'm working on Detective Quincy, a cute little yellow bug in a detective hat. And I'm able to spin the Fiend of Fortune. I mean, how fun is that? I'm on over level 350. So you guys can join me. I can endorse this and say this is a super fun game because I play it all the time. And with offline play, you'll never be stranded without the fun, even if you lose your internet connection. And you know, it really stinks these days that our personal time. Our fun time gets pushed down under all the needs of everyone else in our friends, our family, our co-workers. Everybody comes before us and there's very rarely a time in my day where I can do something just for me and that's where Best Fiends comes in. And I'm going to take you into Buggle's post office today because I get a daily gift delivery and my next gift is available in 17 hours so I know when to log back in and find it. And my day 25 jackpot is coming up where I get 10 free gold bars. So I I want you guys to check it out it is so much fun they're brand new events and challenges they pop up all year round come with me and spin the fiend of fortune you've earned your fun time so go to the app store or google play to download best fiends for free plus earn even more with five dollars worth of in-game rewards when you reach level five that's friends without the art best fiends friends without the art we're talking today with susan shumsky and prosperity meditations and how to use chakras and how to create this kind of abundance in our life and you were to, going to talk to me a little bit about chakras.
2: I had to do a tremendous amount of research. And what I found was amazing when I delved into the chakra system and looked back into what has been written in the authentic scriptures, going back to the original scriptures, mm-hmm. uh, which even if, even though they're translated from Sanskrit, you have to have a deep understanding of Indian philosophy and uh, and of a lot of Indian words and terms in order to even decipher what's in those scriptures. So I was able to do that and then simplify that and make it easy for anyone to understand. So even though it's a very big and very complicated book, it's called the big book of chakras for a reason, <laughs> uh, even though it is like that, if you actually sit down and read it, you will You'll be amazed at how you can understand these very, very arcane principles and understandings about, you know, as above, so below Mm -hmm. and uh, all the cycles of time and space. And I mean, it's just, it's a wow book and it has amazing illustrations. It took me a really long time. I actually, I did the artwork on it too. So it's a fantastic book. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad that was the first book that you saw of mine. So yeah, I've been practicing spiritual disciplines for over 50 years. Mm-hmm. I, um, I first learned meditation in 1967. Wow. Um, I was a hippie. It was the sixties, you know, I was living in the San Francisco Bay area and those of us who were hippies, you know, we were speaking, we were seeking
1: mm-hmm.
2: a higher consciousness. We were seeking spiritual awareness. And at that time, our gurus were Timothy Leary and Richard Alpert, and they wrote a book called The Psychedelic Experience. So we were trying to attain altered states of consciousness through LSD. Yeah, we did experience some altered states of consciousness, but I have to tell you, it was not too cool for me. And, uh, And at first, I definitely did not experience higher consciousness, I actually experienced a psychotic episode. So that was not too cool. But eventually, I did have some good experiences with um, this plant medicine, what they now call plant medicine. But the reality is that I found that it that true spirituality, true experiences of higher consciousness do not come from drugs, they come from Experience of deep meditation. Mm-hmm. So, I actually spent two decades in the ashram of Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. He was the guru of the Beatles, but I learned his meditation technique before the Beatles did, and I didn't learn because of the Beatles. And so, I was on his personal staff for six years in Europe, traveling around with him there. So I spent a lot of time in deep meditation and a lot of time following this spiritual path and the spiritual master. And then when I eventually left the ashram, I began to write books because I had something to write about. Sure. I had I had learned um, another method of meditation that I liked even better. Although I loved transcendental meditation, which is what I learned from my guru Maharishi. I found another meditation that I liked better, and then I wrote a book that was published by simon and schuster called divine revelation and that was about how to listen to the still small voice within yes i
1: have a copy of that too that's the one with the the person holding the it's like a blue purple cover with holding like like praying on the front
2: yes yeah Yeah. right yeah so i um and then after that i began to write a lot of books (laughs) and
1: Yeah. Well, you Mm -hmm. have a lot to share. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what would you say to someone who, you know, and it's funny, even before just before this um, recording, I was watching a video on YouTube about these Olympic meditators, you know, and what it's done, you know, what it does to the brain and what it does, you know, from a, from a physical standpoint, what would you say to someone who's new to meditating or listening to today's show? And, thinking of, of maybe starting a meditation practice. What do you think is the the biggest hindrance to somebody new to the practice would face? And how would you tell them to work around it?
2: Right? Well, the biggest hindrance is their belief that meditation is hard and that they can't do it. (laughs) So, so my suggestion for that is to begin by doing something called guided meditation. And if you do guided meditation, then you're just guided through the process step-by-step and you don't have to, uh, it's the do nothing. I call it the do nothing program. Do nothing, nothing, and less than nothing. Just listen to the meditation. So for example, in my book, Prosperity Meditations, there are not only affirmations and prayers and mantras, there's also guided meditations. So what I recommend that you do is that you record the meditation in your own voice on a device, and then you play it back and your own voice will guide you into the meditative state. And it guides you step by step by step. I mean, it's just, it's totally a no brainer. All you have to do is just listen. I mean, if you can listen, then you can meditate. Right. And it's important also that you be seated comfortably. I do not recommend that you, unless you are an advanced yogi and have been practicing yoga for decades, I do not recommend that you sit in the middle of the floor uh, in lotus position and with spine erect, trying to <laughs> trying to meditate. It's, it's best that you be comfortable, that you have back support, that you feel it's a comfortable temperature in the room, that you won't be disturbed. Um, just a comfortable environment to sit in and then just turn on, the, turn on your device and close your eyes and be guided into the meditative state. It's that easy
1: it is that easy i know when i first started many years ago i had a hard time focusing and somebody did turn me on to maybe you i don't know one of the books i've read turned me on to a guided meditation and it also helps when you're really tired and you just don't feel like doing anything that's when a guided meditation is just absolute it's like like soul candy you know we just had a like ice cream with a cherry on top and what do you what are your thoughts about when people fall asleep during meditation because I've actually fallen asleep during yoga class many times my yoga instructor knows to just cover me with a blanket when I do Shavasana pose she just walks in the back covers me up um and in my meditations often and it doesn't matter whether I'm laying down sitting up you know on an airplane it does, I do fall asleep. And if I'm doing a guided meditation, something will usually alert me to wake up. But if I'm left to my own devices, I'm just off in dreamland. And what are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, sleep is successful meditation, it means that you got relaxed, and it means that you needed sleep at that time. So great. (laughs) If you fall asleep during meditation, great. Uh, If uh, but it is recommended that when you meditate that you sit rather than lie down unless you're doing what they call yoga nidra which is a type of meditation that's done in india traditionally lying down but in every other case of meditation it's best that you uh that you are sitting simply because when you lie down you do have a tendency to fall asleep. but i have to say absolutely sleep is successful meditation Don't try to resist it. Don't try to stay awake. When you feel like falling asleep during meditation, absolutely just go ahead and fall asleep. And then when you wake up, you wake up and you'd be more refreshed. And one thing I wanted to say is about the recording of the guided meditations. You don't have to necessarily record them. Many of my books of guided meditations are actually available as audio books. So you don't have to record it in your own voice. But I do recommend that you do record it in your own voice because it's, I think it's more powerful to listen to your own voice to guide you into meditation. But that's just my opinion.
1: I think so. You know, because there's sometimes where I've looked at different, you know, guided meditations that have sent, said, been sent to me, especially in years past when it was all on CDs, you know, it was digital, you know, here's a digital meditation, here's a CD to listen. The only guy that I loved listening to was Dr. Joseph Gallenberger. He had such a beautiful voice, but most voices, they're, they either resonate with you or they're just awful and it's yeah. when someone is speaking in a voice I you know I just bought um I bought an audiobook recently uh I won't give the name because the author reads it and it was a very famous movie and it was a beautifully shot mu- movie and the book is beautifully written but the lady recorded it in her own voice and she has this really nasally kind of (laughs) louisiana texas twang and me being a snotty new yorker it's really hard and it detracts because she'll pronounce words in a way that i wouldn't pronounce so i'm focusing on her elocution her diction and whatever Um, But I will say that I don't like to listen to my own radio shows so I don't know how I would feel listening to my own recording of my own voice on a meditation. So I'm going to try it, though. I'm going to try that and see, you know, because it's your words and you know my voice and maybe it's a match made in you know, meditation heaven, who knows. Meditation
2: heaven. I love that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So let me ask you about your daily practice, because I'm a big modeler. And I believe that, you know, success leaves clues. And what does your meditation practice look like? And I'm sure it changes. You probably don't do the same thing every day. You know, you're not a robot. But give me an idea of what meditation looks like in your life during the day.
2: Right. So meditation for me is just sitting down, closing my eyes, getting very comfortable. And by the way, if I feel like uh like maybe I'm not in a very integrated state. I might do some brain gym before I meditate. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with brain gym. No, let's share for
1: our audience.
2: It's a very powerful kind of method that gets you, gets your brain into sync, gets your brain into a, a very integrated state. It actually uh, integrates brain functioning in all the different hemispheres and there's a few brain gym exercises that I like best, uh, the brain buttons, the earth buttons and sky buttons, the energy yawn, the uh, um, the hook, hook up, the uh, cross crawls, and the, um, well, in any case, those are some of them, the lazy eights, that's the other one. So, just doing a few brain gym exercises. You can learn the brain gym exercises in my book, The Power of Auras, The Power of Auras. In that book, I do teach the brain gym exercises. And I just think that they're so fantastic. So that really helps me to just settle down and be quiet and be more integrated. Be, it's, like, it's like anti-frazzled. if if you're feeling frazzled, if you're feeling pressured, and so on, the brain gym will just settle you down. So sometimes I do that before I meditate. But generally, I just sit down comfortably in a comfortable chair. And I take a few deep breaths. And then I call upon a divine being that I feel comfortable uh, calling upon. Uh, I generally call upon either Holy Spirit or Babaji. But so many divine beings that I'm in contact with that I'd like to call upon, such as Mother Mary or Jesus or Saint Germain or Lord Buddha or Lord Krishna or whoever I wish to call upon, I will call upon and I will ask for them to come and help me. Everything that I teach is based upon one principle and that is ask and it shall be given unto you. So I ask that they come And assist me. And then I ask to be taken deeper and I take some more deep breaths and I go very quickly, I go into a deep meditative state. But that's just because I've been meditating since 1967. Mm -hmm. So it's no big deal for me to go into meditation. Really, I go into meditation instantly, but I'm saying that I'm saying this kind of process because I'm saying it for those of you who are listening, that this is a way that you can get into meditation. So calling upon a divine being, continuing to take some deep breaths until you get into a quiet state of quietude. Then when you're in that state of quietude, you know, most people, they just go into meditation and they get relaxed and they get quiet and they get still and they may feel some unbounded awareness or they may feel uh, inner peace. They may feel harmony. They may feel integrated. But then what they do is that's it. Then they come out of meditation and they're done. In the case that I'm mentioning in in my, my recommendation would be to not just do that kind of meditation, that passive kind of meditation. But instead, as I said, ask and it shall be given unto you. Everything that I teach is based upon that principle. So I recommend that when you're in that deep meditation, meditative state that you ask, you ask for guidance or you ask a question or you ask for inspiration, you ask for uh, creative ideas, you ask specific questions about something in your life that you want to work on or you want to change or you want to be better. For example, you might say, Lord Krishna, please help me with the problem I have at work the conflict I have with my boss. And then you take a big deep breath and then you allow the answer to come to you. The answer will come to you in one of three ways, either seeing, hearing, or feeling. Either seeing a vision with your inner eye, hearing some words that come into your inner ear or getting like a gut feeling, getting a feeling. So either visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. Those are the three main ways that we receive intuition and so this is a way for you to not only meditate and go into a quiet state but also develop your intuition start a conversation with either your higher self you don't have to call upon a divine being by the way or deity you could call upon your higher self you could just say oh higher self please come and assist me in this meditation and then you start a dialogue start a dialogue and continue to do that, and as you practice that every day, practice, 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 practice makes perfect
1: i love that i love that and do you ever journal after a meditation session like i find when i have had a really good meditation like i i was did almost the exact same thing you you talked about but i asked spirit to help me with patience with my dad i'm a i'm a single mom i have two kids and i'm soul supporting and i care for my 88 year old dad who recently had a stroke so i was asking for patience and it was amazing when i you know got myself into that state and i'm like please you know god help me you know i need you to help me with have patience with my dad and then it came through it was so loud it's like you've done enough you do enough like you've done enough you've done enough and you are enough and it's enough and it's i kept hearing enough 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 so then i sat down with yeah. my journal and i started writing and it and it really did the answer came to me that here is all my worry about not having enough patience and i already am enough like what i'm doing is enough i don't need to be doing more you know i don't need more and i you know and then it came to me like i i need rest like you need rest you need to rest you need rest mm-hmm. and it and it was weird and my handwriting looked different too right mm-hmm. it didn't use like i have kind of serial killer chicken scrawl and yeah. you know my my <laughs> hand was even writing in rhythm like my letters we go. were going in rhythm and um So, you know, it is really interesting when you, so my curiosity is, do you ever journal after a meditation session?
2: Yeah. So that's one of the ways that we express that, that spirit comes through us. So there's writing through, which is just what you described. It's kind of automatic writing, writing through could be singing through Hmm. playing music, through dancing, through typing, through. Uh, these are different ways that spirit may come through us in creative ways. I call these the ecstatic expressions of God. Hmm. So, uh, so yes, different people express in different ways. And I mean, I don't write through after I meditate. Uh, I just speak it through, speak through. Speak I actually through. speak yeah. as I'm meditating. People think I'm crazy. I'm sitting there talking. <laughs> talking to myself, speaking through. So that's how I generally express is through speaking through, but it could be art also, artistic expression, all these different ways of expressing the presence of God, which uh, is an ecstatic experience. That's why I call it ecstatic expressions of God. And so that's what you're doing. And absolutely, that was God speaking through you or coming through you. You were hearing it. You were writing it. And that was how God expresses through you. And that was absolute clear expression of God. I just you know, want to verify that, that absolutely, that is how, uh, if we're open to it, that we can receive from spirit with a capital S and express in that way.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's always loving. It's always Always. kind, you know, I, I did in 2016, I did Julia Cameron's program, the artist's way. And, you know, that's where I really learned, you know, kind of journaling and allowing and, you know, things coming through and I have whatever, six years of journals and I was always a journaler anyway, so I had them, you know, around, it's just a little different how I do it now, but it's never negative. Like it's never, never criticizing. It's never hurtful. It's always like positive and directing, even though it might be sad things. Like when my mother died, you know, it was, you know, I was so sad and, you know, she was my best friend. She was my co-parent, you know, with my kids were small and, you know, divorced and, and you know, no support. She was my everything. So when she died, it was like somebody cut my arm off. I wanted to literally lay down in the rose garden and just dissolve into the earth. But, you know, I had these two kids to raise and my dad to take care of and, it was interesting how comforting like you know it was so strange you know you would think like you know what does meditation do what does journaling do and to find this great comfort come through was really wild
2: yes um actually in a couple of my books one is called divine revelation and another one is called awaken your divine intuition In both of those books, I teach something called the 10 tests of spiritual discernment. And those tests help you to distinguish and discern between that true voice of God, the true divine voice, which is what you've been in contact with and which you've been expressing through your journaling and other voices in your mind, how Mm -hmm. to test whether the message you're getting is the real thing. So one of those has to do with what the message is like. I mean, what kind of message you're getting and it is always positive, it's always supportive, it's always uplifting, it always heals you yeah. and never, never criticizes, never hurts at all. It is always a, a positive message that, that helps you to evolve, helps you to grow, helps you to, um, to express your true nature. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's amazing. I mean, that, that we have all of this within us, you know, cause I'm nobody special. Like, let's be honest, like, you know, I grew up in Buffalo, you know, did I get a nice education? Yes. Very thankful for my scholarship at Northwestern, you know, all these things, you know, I'm a mom and I have two kids and, you know, I have a dad and, you know, I have a house, like, you know, I, I'm not any amazing special being, but what I found through, um, through meditation and through journaling is that I'm part of something that's so much bigger and so much better. Like, you know, it's, it's really wonderful. That's why I'm so excited to really, you know, do a deep dive and dig into your prosperity meditations. Cause I know there's more out there for me and not just money, not just things like what we're talking about is not a bigger house or, you know, a bigger car or things like that. There's so much like, joy that's to be had. And I I have a question for you also, because sometimes when I'm meditating and the only thing I can liken it to, uh, I live in Southern California now, and I do spend a lot of time in and on the ocean. There's these big kelp fields that wave, you know, big, big, like fields of kelp that grow up. They're like 20 feet tall. They're like a forest in the ocean and they wave. And sometimes when I'm meditating and I really am, 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 am letting go, I can feel this huge waving like and they all just remind me of the kelp fields in the ocean and they wave and I'm just curious, do you have any idea what that is? Yes,
2: I can tell you exactly what that oh. is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've wondered for like 10 yeah. years now. Yeah, that's called a signal or sign. Every divine being that you're in contact with when you are in meditation, Every divine being will give you a separate signal or sign. The the signals will come in one of six ways. Seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, feeling, or getting a body movement. So every divine being that you're in contact with, for example, Jesus, may give you his signal. And that signal will be unique to you. It will be your signal. And it will never change throughout your life. You will always have that same Jesus signal. I'm just saying Jesus, because that's one divine being, but it could be any divine being. It could be maybe Lakshmi. Okay. So Lakshmi will give you her signal and her signal will be different than my signal for Lakshmi. You'll have your own signal for Lakshmi. So when you call upon Lakshmi, you ask her for her signal. She will give you her signal. Or sometimes you might get a signal from a divine being uh, you didn't even ask and and suddenly (laughs) they're there. Oh, babaji must be with me i feel babaji's signal in my body you know so those signals um all right so each signal the signals are like identity badges gotcha so every um like energy divine name. being that comes to you will give you um specific signal or sign and so for example seeing you might see I'll just give you some examples of signals. You might see a particular color in a particular place somewhere in your body, maybe in one of your energy centers, or you might see a a particular color in your field of vision in front of you, or you may see a symbol such as a rose, a cross, a star of David, a mountain, a tree. Uh, You're seeing something in your inner vision with your eyes closed during meditation. Okay, so we're talking these signals. I'm referencing these signals as during meditation with eyes closed and or you may get an auditory signal. Maybe you'll hear bells or uh, you'll hear angels singing, birds singing, you might hear a, a humming sound, an ohm sound, you might hear harps, music of the spheres. or you may get an olfactory signal that would be your smelling some, Wonderful fragrance, roses, lilac, gardenia, sandalwood, uh, peach, orange. Or you may be getting a uh, kinesthetic signal. You're feeling some tingling somewhere in your body, some heat, some cool breeze. Uh, you're feeling uh, some, something going up your spine. You're feeling something in an extremity. Uh, you're feeling um, like goosebump feeling. Okay, so that would be feeling signal, or you may get a movement signal where your head is bobbing, or your head goes in one direction or another, or your whole body is rocking or an extremity, maybe your hand is moving or your leg is moving or your feet are moving, toes, whatever. So uh, your eyes may roll back in your head. Your eyelashes might flutter. Those are all movement signals, or you may be getting, um, A gustatory signal you're tasting something in the back of your mouth or in your throat some pleasant taste that maybe you recognize maybe it's strawberry or banana or something or something that you don't recognize at all yet you're tasting it so these are the six ways possible ways you might get a signal and you can verify that signal by asking the divine being who is um who you're in contact with, ask them to make it stronger so that they're verifying that this is truly your signal. Gotcha. For them. And each divine being, as I said, will give you a different signal. So you'll have a whole like list of signals of divine beings and and which signal goes with which divine being. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, because there's sometimes like, I, I get the lilac smell. And it's like, you know, we don't you know, we have lilacs, but we haven't had lilacs or jasmine, you know, I live in the desert, we're not, not having it all over, but I'll like get lilac smell. And I'm thinking I'm like, you know, going insane, or the jasmine smell, or like the seaweed waves. So you're saying right. those are three different, three different expressions of of who I'm communicating with.
2: Um,
1: Okay, not I'm not sure what you're person,
2: saying. Right. I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about, but but what I'm gonna ask you to do is that when you get the lilac smell, ask for the name. Gotcha. Say, dear one, do you come in the name of God? And you get a yes, and okay, dear one, what is your name? And then, and if you're if your signal is the lilacs, make it stronger so that I know that it's actually you and that this is your signal when you get the sea waves the kelp when you get that feeling it's kind of a kinesthetic feeling when you get that when you get that say what is your name identify who that is that is communicating with you through that signal gotcha each one of those signals is a separate divine being gotcha cool that's so neat like you know it is neat isn't it (laughs) it's and it's so
1: much fun and it's you know what I love about it too is we don't need to have any special devices we don't need to have you know the books are super helpful you know I'm a fan of your books clearly um and a fan of what you do but you don't need to have equipment you know right just I mean, I do find sometimes it's funny, I stare at the faucet, like sometimes in the bathtub with the faucet is running. And sometimes a candle will do it. Do you think there's any real magic around a candle? I know I've read that it opens the pineal gland or pineal. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Um, but do you think candle is does it do anything magical for you?
2: Right. So I wrote a book called awaken your third eye. And in that book, I do have a candle gazing meditation in there. And the candle gazing helps to develop your concentration, actually. It's one thing that it does. And it can bring you into a state of higher consciousness for some some people. It can help with that. And in fact, candle magic, some people burn candles with a specific intention. um, And that seems to work for them. So candles can be used. I mean, I'm sure there's people who have written whole books on candle magic and candle well yeah i have one i have a book called candle magic you know but
1: it didn't you know what what works for me is like like i grew up in the country i grew up outside of buffalo on a lake and we used to have these big bonfires and i can sit literally and stare into a bonfire you know and be completely gone um but a candle doesn't do it for me so i'm glad that we're talking about this today because sometimes when people write books or they're experts and they say what works for them um it's really disappointing when it doesn't work for you you know like the candle book you know I'm like and I bought all the candles I bought different colors and I I really tried to do all this stuff and I'm like well that was a dud and then I was <laughs> home with my kids you know in upstate New York on this little mountain lake sitting there and all of a sudden the fire is roaring and it's like I was just completely like removed from you know everything and I'm like oh so candles don't
2: work But a fire does. Absolutely. It's different. It's very individual. These these experiences are very individual. Uh, Some people are more kinesthetic. Some people are more auditory. Some people are more visual. And depending upon what you are, you will gravitate towards certain practices that work for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the important thing is ask, ask and receive. Um, Ask and it shall be given unto you. And a fire can be mesmerizing yeah that that can really take you into a deep meditative state to stare at the fire it's so fascinating because of all the fire is so much better than a candle
1: it's
2: got all these different you can see figures in it you know you can actually see different animals and 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 the the dancing is dancing and it's really fun yeah i love fires fires are fantastic and they're so calming peaceful i mean you just get into this really kind of altered state of consciousness by by staring at the fire. It's it's fantastic. I love it, it is.
1: It is. Well, gosh, I don't know which book to promote. You know, like I said, you did not pay <laughs> to be on here, but I would where would you say somebody should start? Like we we talked about prosperity meditations today. We talked about divine revelation. You've got instant healing. I mean where would somebody start with all of the different books that you have out there?
2: I think uh, it would be a good idea to start w- with one of my books that's just the, no, the no-brainer kind of book where you don't have to practice anything except for just read it or listen to it on audio. Something like Prosperity Meditations or awaken, or um, Third Eye Meditations. There's another one, Third Eye Meditations or Earth Energy Meditations. Or instant healing. Those books, which are on audio and also in paperback, uh, can help you instantly <laughs> to get results. And what we want is instant results. So there's a reason why I called one of those books instant healing because you get the healing instantly. When you speak an affirmation, every time you speak an affirmation, you get an instant result, you immediately feel better you immediately change. It changes your attitude. It changes your frame of reference. It changes your point of view immediately. So when you say an affirmation like this, I am in control. I am one with God. I am the only authority in my life. I am divinely protected by the light of my being. I close off my aura and body of light to the lower astral levels of mind, and I open to the spiritual plane. Thank you, God. And so it is. Mm. When you say that with a strong voice, with conviction, it shifts immediately. your, uh, Your attitude shifts, your belief shifts. And that one affirmation, which is in almost every one of my books, can change your life very quickly. Love that. I love that. Well, while you were talking, I went on my
1: Audible account and bought the Instant Healing. It's it's available on Kindle. It's available on paperback. There's an audio CD and the listening length is eight hours and 32 minutes. So I'm really excited because that's going to be my new work for next week. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Susan, thank you. Thank you for being my guest today. And thank you for putting out so many great books and My gosh, I now own four of them, both print and audio. So keep doing what you're doing. You're providing a wonderful service for all of us. How can people find out more about you other than to go to Amazon and pick up some of your books?
2: Right. So I have a website, drsusan.org. That's drsusan.org. And I have another website, which is my travel tours, tours to sacred destinations and holistic conferences at sea on cruise ships. And that would be divine travels.com. That's plural on the travels. That's D I V I N E T R A V E L S, plural, divine travels. Dot com. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so
1: much for being my guest today. We'll be back again next week with another great show. Check out the books that we talked about today. Start with Prosperity Meditations, or what I got was my healing book, my instant healing book. I'm so excited. I actually got it on audiobook because I love to listen while I work out, while I drive, or I sit in the tub. All right, we'll be back again next week with another great episode. And thanks for inviting me, Sandra. You're
0: welcome. We're glad you joined us for Powered Up Talk Radio. Each week, we share innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be. See you next time on Powered Up Talk Radio.